Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. I kind of compare it to like a Dark Knight almost. Mm-hmm. Ah. In some regards. In some regards. Oh. So you can tear it apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd On. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. In Wakanda. In Wakanda. For Wakanda. For Wakanda. (laughs) I would just like to uh, start things off by saying, Wakanda forever! Wakanda forever! (laughs) Feeling it. Um... Wow. So if you haven't guessed, we are talking Black Panther, but something we keep forgetting, we keep saying who we are. Mm-hmm. I'm Josh. Ollie. Corey. Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom. And Tom, we Tom. are nerd on. We are nerd we are. on. But we are talking Black Panther. Yes. Ta-da. Three white guys and an Asian guy dissect what could be one of the <laughs> biggest <laughs> cultural <laughs> phenomenons for the black I think it's the community. blackest movie this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see Regal and Time Out. <laughs> Appropriately came out in February. Yes. Mm-hmm. In uh, Black History Month. Directed by Mr. Ryan Coogler. Tom's favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is some shade. Tom's there's arch not nemesis. Shade. There's there's appreciate. Okay. I'm going to say it like this. Corey, one of, one of Corey's biggest idols in the celebrity world is Mr. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, very talented man. Uh, poignant uh, because... He, I would have wanted him to be in Black Panther, but he's playing another role in the MCU, which is great, too. Um, comedian, singer, actor, writer, producer, all that stuff. Show, yeah. creator. Uh, Ryan Coogler um, came from my uh, college. My, Your my school, alma mater. My alma mater. Um, alma. And uh, Sacramento State. Woo, woo, stingers up. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Sac State. And uh, I met him. And I asked, you know, I told him I was a young up and coming uh, filmmaker, director, and I really appreciated it. I, I was at the screening for Fruitvale Station, his first feature length film. Great movie. And uh, I met him. I shook his hand. And I was like, hey, you know, like I'm blah, blah, blah. I took all the same professors you've taken. You know, what's some advice for me that you can help me out with? And he so very solemnly and shortly said, always be macking for what you're passionate for. And I was like, cool. I'm sorry, always be macking? <laughs> always be macking for what you're passionate for. Okay. okay. I yeah. was like, cool. Yeah. I'm assuming Solid there was a little advice. bit of Oakland lingo in there. Hashtag uh-huh. words to live by. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's funny because like a lot of featurettes with him talked about that. It's like, as long as you're always passionate, you're always working towards your passion, like you'll always find a way. And so for me at a young kid, I was very like not happy with it because it's like, I would have liked maybe like an email or something like give me like a one, two, like a five step solution or something like that. But it's not always um, that easy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. I have to take it with an altruistic, uh, positive, intentional yes. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, grain of salt. Did you bring up uh, Donald Glover because of because he's, he's super favorite, talented? He's you afraid of it. And the thing I get is, angry like, sometimes because of how talented he is. Well, the thing is, like, you, you, I hate, I hate Ryan Coogler in the in the fact of like he has a career that I admire. He has a career that yeah. I would have wanted for someone that's so closely like. You know, one degree Make a away. couple of small films and then be given Black Panther. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I don't think Creed, Creed was no. a small movie. <laughs> Creed wasn't small, but yeah. Fruitvale was kind of, I mean, it wasn't, it was an amazing movie, but it wasn't like. I mean, the the fact of the matter is Ryan Coogler is talented. He's an inspired and passionate filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I would like to be revered as. Um, and I hate him because it's like, <laughs> God, yeah. you're so good. That's how I feel. And, to you know, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, 
I wish I did anything as good as Donald Glover does everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I get it, Tom. I think with Brian Coogler, and we'll explore this, I'm sure, a little bit more. Yeah. He definitely has something to say. Of course. He's of got course. some messages. Um, but before we get into that, we'll get into the subject matter of the yes. Black Panther. The so it's wh- chapter oh. six of phase three, is from what I understand. Is that what that's called? Wow. That's what I heard. I just know we're in phase three. I just know it's phase three, yeah. too. But Coming yeah. to the end. I guess chapter six. Right that's what I read on the interwebs. Interwebs, okay. Uh, I didn't realize we do these in chapters. Could you imagine like a manuscript of, and then chapter seven, and then it's this entire <laughs> movie yeah. script. Um, but yeah, Black Panther came out um, part of you know the next the biggest installment of the MCU yet, um, and quote unquote as every critic and Rotten Tomatoes will say best MCU movie yet. Yeah, of course, because they'll always say that about every movie. Well, what Rotten Tomatoes says, I mean, that's, it's a hundred percent law. It's yeah, what yeah. matters. Um, so. Initial reactions. What do we What do we all think about the movie, the, um, the, the film? I I really loved it. Um, loved it. When I saw him in Civil War, uh, I instantly knew I wanted more of him. Uh, Chadwick mm-hmm. has this really. I'm gonna quote my wife here. She she put it really well. Uh, this really grounded energy that he brings to the character that I think is really fascinating to watch. Yeah. Still waters run deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ever since uh, what he said to uh, Steve Rogers in the the truck that was transporting them to that station. He's like, uh-huh. now as a king, and like now as a warrior, it's like, how, what chances do you have to save your friend? And I was like, oh, <laughs> he's going to kill Winter Soldier. But, I mean, like, ever since then, like, it was really cool. Like, I mean, like, everyone knows Mark Millar's Civil War, like, it's this big existential crisis for Peter Parker to pick sides between Captain America and Iron Man. And, uh, you know, at first when Civil War was announced, they, Sony and Marvel hadn't talked about any collaboration or anything like that. And when they announced it, that Civil War was going to happen, they were going to announce that Black Panther was going to be it. They made T'Challa kind of become the the, the filled position of Spider-Man where yep. Captain America wanted, you know, like they made a little like little funny stints like Captain America's like, oh, he's going to be on my team. And then Iron, and then Tony, Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, he's going to be on my team. They're like mine, 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 mine. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe he will... Replace the Spider-Man Fill character, that role. Um, which kind of I feel like, which is I think is cool because Marvel has said like now they're not going to have any more origin films. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the big big movies, those are going to be kind of your fill-in for origin films. Yeah, because you introduce a character for very little bit and you kind of get to know like a little bit about it, and then the sequel, the first movie they get to be in, you kind of actually start out with the sequel. The characters are established. You mm-hmm. essentially now, get to go straight into Empire. Yeah, you could go into you could just start playing with exactly. the characters. So I I, I very much enjoyed this film for what that was. And I, in actually some ways I kind of compare it to like a dark Knight almost mm-hmm. ah. in some regards. In some regards. Ah. So some you regards. can tear it apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'll have some qualms, qualms, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel the same. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Every, every little bit of it. Um, I mean, you know, it's not a perfect film, but uh, I think it does so well with sort of the subject matter that it has and, and can take something you know, we always hear things about like how comic books transcend, uh, you know, their medium mm-hmm. and kind of drive forward, you know, social issues, things like that, like the mutants and, yeah. you know, you know, diversity and all that stuff. Um, and I think this really is, it's interesting that it's a comic movie, but in many ways, I think it, it kind of pushes forward a lot of like societal issues and it, it's, it's interesting to have it come out in this climate. Um, but I I just loved it. Like the music was good, the acting was solid. Yeah, uh, the music was really directing good. was awesome. I, I to that point, I think it was 
I think that's why we were always so drawn to hero stories. And everyone, you know, could say to their, you know, to the top of their lungs of how the market's so saturated with hero movies. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the reason why heroes did so well back, you know, in the 40s and in 50s is because those were the times that, you know, society needed the heroes the most. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of radical movements going on. There was wars overseas and stuff like that. Um, now, you know, we're in this place of, in this era of like transition where we're thinking differently and, you know, we're having to put new things in perspective. So there's some that we need to kind of, you know, translate our feelings and what we imagine to be a champion of the people yeah. for them. And I think it's accomplishing now what like Captain America did in World War II mm-hmm. times, you know, where it's like, it just brings you that hope and brings you that sort of vision for, you know, change and the future of what that could look like. Uh, well, cause they're, they're, they're more than just superhero movies. Exactly. Yeah. They're more than they're just, not wearing hockey pads. They're oh. not. <laughs> they absolutely are not. This is what they're not doing. <laughs> to quote another superhero movie, it's an ideal to strive towards. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's uh, it's not just CGI. It's not just craziness. It's yeah. there's a message that is trying to be communicated. And even and even on the layer, I guess below that, before you get into the sort of very high end um, discussions. I just like that it's a Marvel movie that really does not depend on the other ones. The other ones. I think yeah. I think Guardians There's- of the Galaxy was the last one that I felt that way about. And they mm-hmm. could have easily like like I'm kind of torn on this and we'll talk about this more, but like there was no like infinity gem. Well, or there, infinity and, there was, and the cool thing, I, I watched it twice before yeah. today and there were there weren't any in, like Easter eggs really. Right. Like there is like the little bits before like Civil War, but that is part of the exposition. It tells you like what's happened. And I mean, some yeah. people could say like, like yeah, it's they, his origin, quote yeah. unquote. They showed like the explosion and then there was the after credit yeah. scene that was like mm-hmm. the only real connections to. But they use it in a formulaic way so you can kind of infer what's happening in the scene that you shoot. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, right. yeah. But there was no like, you know, uh, Spider-Man spider web behind anybody. There wasn't any right. like, you know, <laughs> weird like Captain America shield prototype in the background or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. There's no mentioning of like another superhero somewhere, which was which was crazy because I felt like. If there was a place to do that, Wakanda would have been the place because uh, we'll talk a little bit more about comic book history in a little bit. But yeah, that, that would have been like a place to expand the Marvel Universe on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I I loved it. I When I first, it was Civil War that they introduced mm-hmm. Black yeah. Panther. I had, of course, heard of Black Panther, the character, but I hadn't like, I hadn't really read anything or knew anything about the story of Black Panther. And mm. so it was like, oh, kind of, this guy's a badass. Yeah. It was really cool. Really cool. Um, in some ways, he's like sometimes compared to Batman in ways. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. he's got like tech and he's, and like in other iterations of him, he's had a super co- smart. He, he's had a, he's had cape. He's had this like oh, wow. Dracula cape. Thing. <laughs> like yeah. the collar popped and everything. Yeah. Um, and but he's so, got, a, you know, he's got a PhD in physics from Oxford, yeah. the character himself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, it was cool to see an extension of it and to see the story and to find out a little bit more about the world. Cause I didn't, I didn't know his much. World. Yeah. His like his world and Wakanda and getting into those and just, and it's led me to start kind of looking a little bit more into the character and like, Oh, this is really cool. And, but uh, yeah, I mean, all of the actors I really love, I mean, I think that's a really great way to put it that Chadwick Boseman, he just has this, I like watching him in anything that he does. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's, what's funny, if you look at his IMDb, he's done a lot of like biopics mm-hmm. and he's so good. 
at what he does. Some of you may uh, know the other uh, pronunciation is biopic. Bi- biopic. Biopic. Biopic or biopic? It's a new, he did a biopic. Um, <laughs> and Jackie Robinson. Right? Yeah, Jackie Robinson. Um, Get On Up. Uh, Marshall. I mean, he's done several. And he's he's just super good. Michael B. Jordan, I've liked. In, Killer. Uh, he's almost. really grown as an actor. Yeah, he yeah. really has. Um, to uh, quote a meme, uh, two for two human torches have been redeemed by the MCU. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Um, He's I'm, he's really come. I mean, he's worked on his craft over the last few years. Yeah, he's really like this. This role, especially, I've I found myself being like, "Damn, Michael B. Jordan is well, killing it." Also, I mean, so for me, I come from like watching the career of Ryan Coogler like very intently. Yeah, very intensely. That's so, his like, boy, right? Seeing that, like that, that's Ryan Coogler's go-to. Like he was the lead yeah. in Fruitvale. He was the lead in Creed, and he was like the I guess you know co-star. You know. Kind of lead because I kind of felt like his performance were more dynamic than Chadwick was. Yeah, yeah. Like it was Chad- a very transformative performance. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be the you know if Chadwick is the grounded calm energy, he had to be that fire. Mm-hmm. So. Which which brings your Dark Knight parallels mm-hmm. a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved it. Uh, Lupita Leticia, was great. Yeah, Leticia Wright, who was his younger sister, mm-hmm. she stole, stole the, show the show for me. For sure. I mean, she was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, I, I just Circus loved to was watch pretty him. entertaining to watch too. Yeah, Andy Circus is always. I mean, getting to see, like you said before we started recording, Bilbo and and Gollum get a scene <laughs> the, in there. The Tolkien, the, the Tolkien <laughs> white guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also just love the. Uh, I forget what the elite the elite team is is called. The Dora. Uh, I, I don't know. Melage or something like yeah. that. The chosen ones, the Dark Angels, whatever they are. Oh, uh, it, Midnight Angels. Midnight Angels. That's Midnight Angels. So badass. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the general. Yeah. She she was she was one of my it. favorites. Yeah, killed the Danae game. Danae I, I I'm sorry Guerrera, if I, I think. Um, I mean she's best known for Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, as Michonne. Oh, okay, that's where I recognize. Really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I couldn't recognize. Like, I was like, Guess, I seen uh, her, but I love I, her. Uh, take it back. Uh, <laughs> Not known at all. No, she <laughs> she kicked all the ass. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, she was like fight scenes no, the, with that spear. And when then she, the part of the, chase, the car, was the chase, yeah, exactly with the car with the, the spear. spear goes through. I was like, my god, she this put is it dope. through the back window, front window, had it land and flipped the car. Was the most badass thing in that whole movie. Well, yeah. okay, we'll get to favorite parts in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. Let's uh, <laughs> let's do a brief comic book uh, history of it. Yeah, uh, which Teach I thought, me, Tom. which I thought was really cool that they did that. It reminded me and talking about, I guess, uh, like the important topics of like the the movie and the cultural relevance like i feel like there kind of has to be a conversation when we're talking about society and the grander whole of things uh like black panther and wonder woman yep. the representation idea um you know women director women you know single yeah. woman uh costume designer for wonder woman and then the same thing with this film um you know it, there, there's a huge bit of rep, uh, representation in the myths that get broken because of it but um Going about. But also, I just want to add to that because it's almost Ryan Coogler. I know that he had like Creed and Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. and I mean, this is, I mean, this is a lot of responsibility handed yeah. to. I mean, Creed was great, but it wasn't like a oh my god, it, you know. It's it's one of those. I mean, he brought on his cinematographer. Mm-hmm. He brought in his composer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very cool that he was given this he, opportunity. He was given two hundred million dollars, which is the most that any like black direct filmmaker has been given. And it's crazy. Go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and see what, ha- look what happens, guys. Look what happens when you have faith in the filmmaker and you don't mm-hmm. have to intervene every 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah. Edgar Wright. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> so uh, what, the reason I compare Black Panther and Wonder Woman is because they both opened in a very similar way where they had the origin story take place. And uh, for the most part, it was, it was pretty, you know, well done, you know, like a vibranium meteorite hit, you know, and that pretty much created like the the foundations of Wakanda and things like mm-hmm. that. That beginning animation. Yeah. Yeah, it was badass. Beautiful. So essentially the first ever superhero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I mean. I don't think it was, I mean, superhero, more of a champion of the people, but yeah, right. it, it, it served the purpose to protect Wakanda and yeah. protect the the mountain of ore, aka vibranium. Um, and a little bit tidfit, a tidbit of factual, vibranium is in Captain America's shield in canon comic book universe. Uh, it's also a combination of vibranium alloy and adamantium, mm-hmm. which is uh, Wolverine's claws. Which so, is the strongest metal. The strongest metal. So vibranium, in the movie, I think they they went a little bit beyond it because at first, in its iteration, it was supposed to be just a sound absorbing alloy. Yeah. So it can you know withstand concussive blasts and things like that and absorb it. Um, later on, they you know went on further and further with the suit and all that stuff. How like if it got shot with like a fifty caliber sniper rifle, the sniper like bullet wouldn't bounce off. It would just stop in its track because the suit would absorb the kinetic energy. The energy. Right. So that's like kind of like the really crazy thing about vibranium. Um, but a little bit of difference between the movie and in the comic book world, like at least in the the now Marvel Legacy version of it, which is now typically the canon, where his powers are a little different. His powers are a little different, and when he was able to challenge when T- King T'Chaka, his father, died, um, he was too young to become the Black Panther, and he actually had to get it from his uncle. And his uncle wasn't like in the way that they showed in the movie, which is shout out to uh, Sterling Brown, K. Sterling Brown. Yeah. He's a oh, He was he's so amazing. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it was just done a little differently, which I thought, you know, again, the, what is it? The f- uh, lib- literary freedom liberties. Yeah. yeah. Writing liberties that you take when you're adapting the, uh, the source material. Artistic liberties. liberties. Artistic liberties. There, that's, that's there the it is. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just well done. I was, I was really interested. I was like, oh, it's going to be, uh, uh, what's going to happen? Is he going to, is there going to be like a, a Lion King? Is there going to be a Scar thing going on? But I was like, oh, kinda. no. no. Uh, kind of, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it was not more like his cousin. Like cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Simba. Yeah. <laughs> when he was having his his uh, his um Which Donald Glover's in, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Donald Glover's Simba. Uh, does everything. Anyway. In the comic books, uh, the war dogs kind of serve more of like uh, Black Panther's like guards. And then the Midnight Angels are more of like an, another elite guard separate of him. So he has multiple units of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has more of a relationship with Storm from the X-Men. Well, yeah. in one timeline. Yeah, they got yeah. married. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that all has been rewritten right now. I love that version of it. Um, but and, every- and for those of you who don't know, uh, he has a, in the comics, he has a heightened sense of smell, heightened strength, heightened agility. Okay. Um, Makes him, yeah. Pretty much like a panther. Right. <laughs> Pretty much like a panther. Right, right. Think like, almost like Wolverine. Yeah. But- Okay. So, I mean, and... Uh, a little more calm. In the heart-shaped herb <laughs> is not... It wasn't... Really, it wasn't kind of like found by the god uh, Bast. Uh, it was actually more inf- uh, affected by the vibranium. Mm-hmm. Since the vibranium was like influencing the land and stuff like that. So And they kind of touch on that in the movie. Yeah. They say it affects the plant life. Yeah. So, I mean, most part, uh, it's pretty similar to it. I think it, it did a pretty good adaptation of it. But... Uh, I think that kind of could bring us into like a brief idea of this, the movie just yeah. in general. I mean, obviously yeah. at this point, if you're listening, you've had a few, but spoilers. Um, yes. Spoilers. Spoilery. Spoilers. Yeah, we're not, a, we're not a review show. We just like talking about cool shit. Yeah. So here we go. So uh, uh, coming off from the events from Civil War, uh, King 
T'Chaka has passed away. So now Prince T'Challa uh, must take up the mantle of Black Panther. It opens up with one of the first uh, sequences where uh, he rescues his uh, future love interest. His ex, technically. His ex. Uh, yeah. It was a past love interest, which I thought past was cool. future. Yeah, because you didn't have to do the whole introduction thing that mm-hmm. I talked about before. But you could already have this tension. You could already just draw yeah. from that and give them a character Bible they can do that with. Um, but pretty much it's just the, I guess, coming of age-ish story that he has to now take upon this mantle and become mm-hmm. a good king. Um, here comes Claw, longtime person, longtime villain of Wakanda who's stolen Vibranium and huge comic book villain of Wakanda. Um, and then comes Eric Killmonger, where Eric Killmonger is now going to challenge T'Challa uh, to take the throne. It's revealed that uh, Killmonger is his uh, blood cousin, so it isn't within his royal right to take it. Yeah. Uh, he wins in ceremonial battle. and uh, well, he doesn't. Well, he, he thinks he does. He, he thinks he does. He the, presumes. Yeah, Pokemon fainted, didn't really die. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and then Optimus takes over Troy. Wakanda and all its resources, and then uh, tries to wage out war throughout on the uh, world on the world, um, utilizing colonization techniques um, that he learned when he was in special forces by using vibranium weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. The movie's very much highly revolved around the secrecy of Vibranium, the secrecy of Wakanda, and all of its secrets. Um, but also battling uh, the tensions of needing to help out the world because the world is, quote-unquote, getting smaller. Technology is catching up to Wakanda. Um, and it's going to be a battle between the conquered and the conquerors. Um, and then at the very end, uh, uh, Black Panther takes uh, back his power, T'Challa, and then takes uh, win, uh, beats... Eric Killmonger and uh, tries to save him. Tries to save him, and then starts yeah. the beginning steps of what is Iron Man One, <laughs> revealing his identity to the world. <laughs> yep. And uh, oh, yeah, what do you have to offer the world? Who, who, who this your ship? Who are you? I am Iron Man. But I'll yeah. Just say, uh, yeah, and then he ends up starting opening up the embassies that his sister Shuri could start in the running. Same building his uncle passed away in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that about wraps it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And then here we are. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that synopsis. If you didn't, go watch the movie. Please go watch the movie <laughs> if you haven't yet. It's, Use that uh, movie pass. It's utterly it's, fantastic. It, yeah. it really is. Start to finish. Uh, I think it was a uh, very important movie uh, yeah. right now. Just with, with the climate of the world, or the U.S. mainly. Yeah. Um, I think it was something that we, as a society, really needed. Like now. Like right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get too political right off the bat. Right. I, th- I, th- I mean, let's be political. Let's, let's go a little far. Um, but I mean, one thing that really stuck out to me, it's like, you really can't talk about like black films and black. And I say black um, because something that I think really spoke out to me recently when I was watching um, actually Atlanta and I was seeing uh, Don Glover talk about like how um, a lot of cultural identity was destroyed because of the fact that they were forcibly moved from Africa to America. Yeah. So, Colonized, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I say a lot of black. And the thing is, Ryan Coogler, and I'll quote him, he says, like, I make my movies because I'm proud of my blackness mm-hmm. and I make black films. Mm-hmm. And so um, with this film, I can't help but think about Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing I really did love was that one, one thing that really broke T'Challa when he was talking to... Um, I forget the name of the love interest is like Nyaka Nyaka Nakaya. Um, and she, he says, he's like, he, he says he didn't even get a proper burial. 
Yeah. And, and yeah. that's the thing that really matters. Like death is death, the cool thing I love about movies is death happens. It shows that the mm-hmm. stakes are, are there, but when death happens, it's, it's significant and it matters. And right. yeah. people mourn over the fact that people die. Like when one of the midnight angels um, gets her threatened, her throat sliced by, uh, by Killmonger. It's like, it's a pretty like, Oh crap moment. Yeah. It shows that one that they, that they will lose against them. Two, that only one dies, so like the midnight angels aren't useless. But three, that life also is like they they could die, and they still have that honor for each other. They're badass, but they're not um, immortal. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think it's also like using it to speak to a lot of other like political issues that are going on right now with like the White House and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really like the the speech at the end. It's time to like build bridges, In not troubling not times. Barriers. Wise men build bar- uh, bridges, and foolish men build. Yeah, exactly. And like them just revealing themselves to the world kind of slowly or whatever. Um, I think I think that goes a long way. And it was interesting. I was looking at I was looking at like online discussions, things like that. And I think there's a couple people who like compared this movie to uh, Roots Mm -hmm. as in like Roots back then was like one of the first movies to really talk about like slavery and like bring up that topic and topic of discussion and make it so people don't have to be like worried or 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 hesitant to talk about those issues. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a taboo topic anymore. Yeah. And I think, you know, Black Panther kind of does that to an extent as well. Yeah. With some of the other kind of social issues going on today. So I think, I think in that sense, it's really, it's really, it's a really important movie. I'm very happy that it got made right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm excited for kind of, it, it's just such a multifaceted like success. In, yeah. In my, in, in my, what kind of new standard it's going to set. In a, yeah. In a funny, interesting way. And I think it had to be this way. Uh, you could definitely, the one Marvel connection you have to social issues is uh, Magneto and Xavier being uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one wants equality through peace and diplomacy, and the other mm-hmm. wants to, to force it because they believe they are the superior race and things like that. And you get that same parallel between Killmonger and T'Challa yeah. mm-hmm. where um, they both want the same thing. They both want to share their discoveries in the world yeah. and both— want to help the world around them. But one was raised in violence and another one had nothing but raised in their culture and peace and um, mm-hmm. is trying to um, make the past Black Panthers and Kings proud. And one cool power that isn't mentioned in the movie is that he actually had, what, what happens when you go to the astral plane, yeah. you eat the heart-shaped herb, you gain the knowledge of all past Kings. Mm-hmm. So like wow. to have that, to have that experience, but also be raised in the time that T'Challa lives in, that could only mean one thing is kind of like a humanitarian globalization. Yeah. So like that's kind of what leads into the that one mid-credit scene. And, so. and I really liked um uh what is it, Eric Killmonger's like what is it what is what was his last line? His last line said um, death is better than uh bondage. Like, well he said bondage. bury me it's at like, sea. It's like bury me at sea. Where my, my ancestors, ancestors jump trip, yeah. jump ship. Because they knew that bondage uh death was better than bondage. Yeah, and, and I think part of that message is like this isn't a Disney movie, by the way. Right, yeah, a Disney movie, which is the yeah. was the best part. I, I think I think what the message is trying to trying to put out there is that like like it, we shouldn't be held back by that thing that happened back then. Mm-hmm. Like more representation, more representative, of like what T'Challa is kind of standing for, which is like in a in a powerful leadership position, um, and like inspiring the next generation to move forward and to to kind of grow past and grow beyond mm-hmm. kind of the troubles of their, of their ancestors and of their, you know, but also not forgetting where you came from. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But, and I think that kind of shows the difference between 
like Killmonger's approach to things and T'Challa's approach. One thing that you you mentioned that you loved was the music. Yeah. Every time he's in the astral plane and that music comes and plays where everyone, someone would die or something like that. It's like just heightened by the violin that comes in. Yeah. Um, And then when T'Challa goes into the astral plane for the second time and sees his father and the rest of the kings before him. And he says, like, why did you leave that boy? It's like, we created a monster. It's like, this is a monster of our own creation. Mm -hmm. And then he screams on the top of his lungs. He says, like, you were wrong for that. And I was just like, this is great. And the thing that I love about it is because T'Challa realizes that Killmonger, and again, everyone at home listening, think of it more than just a film. Yeah. Think of it more than just a film. Think of the argument of social like issues and and conversations. He's like, you're wrong to le- to put your backs behind and leave that child there with no hope mm-hmm. and nothing there. And, and he says, I must right these wrongs. And to, to your point where it's kind of like T'Challa has this big heart. And it's mm-hmm. hard for him and it's, his heart's breaking throughout the entire thing because he knows that Eric Killmonger is 100% justified for everything he's yeah. doing. Yeah. But it's just not the right way to do it. Not the right way. And it's 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 a really sad thing. And the one thing I, we won't get into qualms yet, but that's the one thing I really wish would have happened is like instead maybe T'Challa was imprisoned or mm-hmm. something like that. And then Killmonger and them like had more of a conversation. They had more of a conversation. Because yeah. I really would have wanted them to hit a little bit harder on the note of like, he has to kill his own flesh and blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it kind of dipped into uh, my qualms with Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. where it's just like he just disappears and doesn't interact with him for half the movie. Yeah. And then comes back at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, and this is something that I've always thought about with any of our superhero movies or anything that comes with, it has some source material, obviously. Mm -hmm. And of course we've talked about how this is merely just a run Mm -hmm. of something. Do you ever feel like they take something from the source material, like a villain or something like that, or even a good guy or a hero or whatever? Do you ever feel that they waste it? No, no. I feel like okay. The answer is the the correct answer is yes and no. Sometimes they do great things with it, sometimes they waste it. Like to me, Mandarin and Ben Kingsley. Yeah, waste it. Maybe that was a miscasting and they shouldn't have just gone with the Mandarin route. They should have just done another villain. Because Ben Kingsley, I love, and there's some people who will fight, you know, till the cows come home of like why that was a great move. I feel like Ben Kingsley deserves more than just being like a comical relief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with this movie, a lot of people were worried about um, the Njabu tribe, the the ones that outcasted themselves, because mm-hmm. that becomes a, the main guy becomes a villain, and it's like the white ape, and it's like, how are you gonna yeah. put that in a movie? Like, how are you gonna put the Mandarin, a Chinese dude with the Fu Manchu with these rings, in a movie and not be offensive? Yeah, and you have this, you know, the the blackest Marvel movie of all time. And then you're going to have a villain be like a white monkey. And somebody, I and was not be racially. I was story. reading because right. I, I don't know anything about it. The, this Killmonger was kind of a, it was kind of an amalgamation of Killmonger and White Wolf. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, yeah. the, the aspects of the character. Um, Which is interesting why at the post credit scene where they have uh, white, uh, Winter Soldier be called the White Wolf. Because yeah, it's kind of like he takes I, in that place. Yeah. White uh, wolf, white wolf. And I, I think... Uh, I don't know what these... Uh, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe it's Michael B. Jordan. Maybe it's the character. Maybe it's a little bit of both and what he brought. I was, I really loved mm-hmm. Killmonger. Mm-hmm. I really just thought that his story was very interesting. Um, his violence and his anger and 
all that was, I think you said where it's like T'Challa can look at it and go, okay, yeah, you're, you have a reason to be angry. We left you behind, you know? And it's like, I I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like, I really wanted more of him. Mm -hmm. And I guess what my question is, is it's like, do you ever feel like, okay, I, this is one of those times where I'm like, oh man, I didn't want him to die. I wanted to see, yeah, I wanted to see something happen with I think, him. I think what you're kind of maybe starting to to peck at yeah. is like the whole classic like Marvel doesn't have good villains thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going around, and like we finally got another really good villain, and then it, and then he's gone. So mm-hmm. like now we're just back to like just Loki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. In some ways, I felt like. He was he was brutal. He was he and but the thing he was uh, he was likable and eccentric and charismatic as much as Loki Tom Hiddleston plays him as. Yeah. yeah. But like there there was this rawness about him where it's like he he executed you know when uh, his Bonnie and Clyde partner is held <laughs> to the gun and uh, Claw has a gun to her and she's like I'm sorry I'm sorry he's like don't worry it's gonna be okay and shoots her and it's just like boom he just yeah. executes and it's like when you find out that he is military mindset and you know like and you know during the you know ceremonial battle he takes off his shirt and you see all the scars on his body for each kill yeah for every kill and he's like talks about every country he's killed like he's killed and he's like i've killed brothers and sisters in this continent and then it's like oh my god this guy is well, that's the thing like, like his stakes were really high yeah you know and, and i think if he didn't die i feel like some it wouldn't have been as poignant of yeah like a character a lesson and a lesson and like for how, t'challa too like for, for t'challa and like for kind of what he represented um, because he was like um killmonger uh he was like well he's right we should be spreading our knowledge we should be bringing what we have to the world not in the way that killmonger wanted mm-hmm. to do it but right let's the right um, way he's yeah, got the a right way i mean that's the thing about a good villain is that you can you should relate to yeah. the villain no no villain that's worth its salt should be someone you immediately go yeah fuck that guy yeah, like there's yeah. there should be something you relate to, and I think with with Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, that's something that I found myself being like after we find out that he's that kid and that was his dad. Like I was like, oh shit, yeah, like he's kind of like got a point. To yeah, it. And you like, find yourself conflicted. There's a part of you that's like <laughs> when he says, you know, uh, there put your weapons down and we can resolve this another way. You're like, do it, man. You guys would be so good together. Yeah. You would be so good. So, uh, but I, so I, I agree hundred percent with what you're saying is I, I wanted more of him as well, but yeah, knowing I wasn't his trying mindset, to bring up a qualm. It was more of a question of like, no, no, no I think it's fine. The it's way good. Marvel handles. It's, it's good well, conversation. So, I mean, the conversation about that is Ryan Coogler had the help of writing this film. So, I mean, he didn't do it all of himself, but the idea of writing this character, this version of Killmonger, uh, starts to transcend superhero movies, I think. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I talk about transcending, I'm talking about The Dark Knight. And I don't think The Dark Knight is... The Dark Knight's limited when you call it a superhero movie. Because I think it's a drama. It's yeah. it's a noir. It's it's everything. It's a, it's, it's a lot of things in one thing, but it's wrapped up in superhero. Mm-hmm. And this movie almost became more... I think it had a lot of conversations that transcended out of it. But the thing is that Marvel's... Creed, Marvel's mantra is that we make superhero movies, not super villain movies. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, that's their golden defense of like, that's why our villains aren't ever as going to be as good as our heroes. Um, and that's why movies like Civil War come out where the villains are the heroes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, I think that's, that's what happens, I think. And uh, I mean, 
in in cases where it's like where there's a Loki or there's a there's another villain that is alive at the end of it, it's kind of like, well, why couldn't this one? And I think to Ali's point, where yeah. it's like, you'd wish it could. I mean, some parts of me wish like, yeah, they maybe could have just imprisoned him. But the thing is, like, what it turned kind- into a Negan situation where he is imprisoned, and then there starts to be a bond between other characters, and he kind of redeems himself. And so I'm totally yeah, yeah, yeah. To another, like, that would have actually. I think it would have hurt. The messaging where like his his whole like final line of of not wanting to be in yeah exactly change or whatever and then he you throw, you throw him but do we bars. want it from a plot <laughs> sense yeah it'd be yeah. fun to see what would happen yeah but it just wouldn't have but like the way it was written I don't think it would have but worked. I mean also like in, you know mentioning last past episodes you know our Blade Runner episode and Corey mentioned how the in the original Blade Runner how we loved uh, the main villain in there because you know he does die but he does make some valuable points but it ha- they have to die because mm-hmm. imagine the social context and the ideology of the king imprisoning his cousin yeah. like but then think of it in the you know another Wakandan imprisoning another Wakandan for trying to fight for Wakandan freedom yeah yeah so it's like which is like I think the opposite interestingly is true for like the Dark Knight mm-hmm. like Joker could not have died yeah and like because like he's supposed to be y- the yin to Batman's yeah. yang for eternity. Yeah, we're and supposed to do this for forever. Yeah. This dance forever. Yeah, and it, it and so in that in that sense, with Dark Knight, they could not have killed off Joker, mm. which was worked, which they worked properly. Unfortunately, yeah, we were not able to get more Heath Ledger, but yeah, yeah, we wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Black magic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, let's think about, like, the MCU and talk about a little bit of post-credit scenes now. Yeah. So, the cool thing about the post, the end, end, end scene with Mr. White Wolf, a.k.a. Uh, Plastic Vodka, a.k.a. A Winter Soldier, <laughs> um, Sebastian Stan, uh, a.k.a. Uh, young Luke, uh, Mark Hamill. AKA. Well, just real quick, I mean, the, it, Marvel is getting into a new habit where they're doing two scenes. Not a new habit. It's been around for the past few, where you have one that's mid-credit, mid-credit, credit, credit, and, then credit and then post-credit. It used to be just, like, the end, the end credit. The post. And now we have where there's some movies, it's kind of a filler, kind of a, a comic bit. And then sometimes it's a, oh, shit. Some have Howard so cool. the Duck. Some of them have, yeah. I'm going to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And the, yeah. and the, the middle one is, of course, like it's, it, it's just it's an Groot, extension of being, like, playing on a Game Boy. It's like a resolution scene that didn't like finish naturally, like let the film finish naturally. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah. like, okay, well, we have to get this exposition scene out. And then now to the Bucky scene. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So now we know that he's probably going to get a vibranium arm. Yeah. And that he's he's cured of any type of um, Red Skull Hydra programming mm-hmm. um, yeah. because of vibranium. And the funny thing about vibranium, make, this is going to be a little comic club. That's the, yeah. Vibranium is becoming just a, it's just a MacGuffin. It's yeah. just what pr- pr- moves the plot. Hey, how would you get vibranium? Don't don't worry, but vibranium. And everybody goes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. It's the uh, it's the ex machina for. But like, how did everything. uh Red Skull come vibranium? But how did vibranium? Don't worry about it. Um, so that's that's there. Um, the next Marvel film now is going to be Avengers: Infinity War, or is it Ant Man and Wasp? I think I think Infinity War is the next Infinity War. So yeah. well, the funny thing, regardless of that, um, like Spider Man: Homecoming takes place a little bit after Civil War. But then it's kind of like weird in the timeline. So, I mean, there's some inconsistencies in the MCU. But, like, we won't know if Ant-Man and the Wasp probably takes place before it. It could take place after Avengers of the War. Who knows? I don't think we've seen their footage, any footage of them. In the Avengers? In any of the Avengers trailers or anything? Possibly not. I don't think so. Not yet. No. Not Wait. Yet. Maybe? Yeah, no. I don't. Not that I can think of at the top of my head. By the time this again. episode comes out, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, now we're kind of 
ready to see. We we don't know where uh, Steve Rogers is. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't seen that growing beard, um, but we right. know that um, Mr. T'Challa is going to get that man of shield. Yes. Um, so that looks really dope. We, well, we see also um, Okoye, who is uh, um, Denai's character. Mm-hmm. She's right there running alongside them in the Infinity War trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that she's going to be playing a larger role. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, the the fact that they're going to include any of the Midnight Angels in there is going to be super dope. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, or, or I mean, it'd be really cool if you start seeing like the War Dogs in their actual outfits. They look like white version of Black Panthers. Oh, that's, oh, that's really cool. I was like, that is cool. I was like, uh, can you please, please <laughs> can, do me a solid? Please, but but no, nah, it's that? cool. I, I'm a big fan. And one thing I'll say before all the qualms, I love suits. I love oh, yeah. seeing multiple version suits. But um, and yeah. I, I was kind of, I was again. Uh, with these hero movies, I and because I'm an uncultured swine, as yes, we have, as we have established, um, I don't know a Get lot up. of the the. Anyway, the background. Long boring story. <laughs> I, I mean, reading a, a bunch of different things of like um, Letitia Wright's char- character Shuri. Some people are thinking that Shuri. that's that's leading to her being Iron Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 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 that's interesting. But I don't know who that is. She so takes I'm over. Just for, like, she takes over for Iron Man. Iron Man okay. goes in a coma, and then she becomes the new Iron Man. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um, and and I know then, that what's her name is supposed to be uh, Malice. Yeah, um, and I was reading that that's Nakia. Nakia. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm reading. I was reading that Lupita said that that won't be happening. They're what? gonna. Well, I mean, also it's kind of like in Thor. But do they like, know that? I mean, it's like right now they're saying I'm not going to be that, but. They could be like, ooh, let's do that. That'll be fun. I mean, in, yeah. in the Thor movies, just for example, N- Natalie Portman's character is supposed to become late, uh, new Thor. She's yeah. gonna be, supposed to be Thor. And then late in, and Thor and Sif, played by Jamie Alexander, who hasn't been in the movies since like the second one. Yeah. It's supposed to be his like OTP, the one true ship. So one true. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we don't know. And that's the cool thing about this Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's, it's taking a lot from the canon Marvel and then also from the Ultimate Universe and kind of making it something brand new. So do you think that the the last scene, the the our final credit scene with seeing Bucky, do you think it's really anything like, oh shit, or is it just like, okay, so he's still there. He's it's just kind of establishing <laughs> my, that he's my my I, went, well, I mean, we knew he was in it from the trailers, yeah, right? Yeah. We saw him running alongside uh, Cap in and, an Infinity War that we yeah. we were like, okay, yeah, yeah. he's there. Well, um my shout out to my roommate. But he's James. got an arm in the trailer. Yeah. That's true. Probably vibranium. Um, well, shout out to my roommate James. We always we just literally coined that uh, Sebastian Stan is the comma for every Marvel movie. He's going to be in every post credit scene <laughs> yeah. of all time, just because like uh, if he's alive, something's going to happen in the next movie. Meanwhile, because um, he was at the, at the end of Winter Soldier, he was at the end of um, uh, Avengers two, and then he mm-hmm. was at the end of uh, this. This, so it's just like, come on. Um, but I mean, yeah, it just shows one small snippet, and that's a cool thing. I actually, to this point of this of the of the show today, uh, the MCU, the state of the MCU, nothing's really changed. Like it's all was really well kept together in, Waka- thing, yeah. in in Wakanda, and we can't possibly see a lot of effects change. Um, well, a lot more movies are coming out now. Like it used to be like a lot less, I would say, but now if three you think Marvel of just a, a year. yeah, and in, in the years. last couple of years, we've had a lot of story be given to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we we did have Civil War and then we have follow-ups and additions. Like, you know, it's it's like, oh, BT Dub, this is what was happening. This is what happened right after, like on Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's like, oh, hey, remember what happened then? Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And so we have a lot to take in. And so 
I just think it's interesting that it used to be when you had when you had the final credit scene, it was something like, holy shit, what's like going to happen? What is going to happen? Nick now Fury just kind of, is stealing this guy's VCR uh, and yeah. saying he's <laughs> the Avengers, you know. But And now it's just kind of like a, it's not as big a deal, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't think. And I could be completely wrong. Possibly. I mean, the one thing I love, we're not, we're not in love yet, but uh, <laughs> we're not in love yet. But the, the weird thing about the MCU right now is just kind of like, we haven't seen a lot of lasting worldwide effects because, through any of the movies. The biggest thing was the fact that world, the world knew who Iron Man was and, the world, and then the world knew who the Avengers were. But then we haven't, like with Spider-Man Homecoming in the opening sequence where you have this like junk crew stealing Chitauri like weaponry, you don't see like, the weapons on the black market. You Wait, don't see it, like. It, I'm sorry. Explain it. No, explain that a little bit more because what I'm thinking is I like, even when you're watching the Netflix Marvel mm-hmm. series, they they mentioned the, the event, the event, yeah. the event. And so it's like, but then none of those like guys. Ram, the ramifications of like a major event that well, carries on through multiple. Movies. Like one big thing would be Maybe. Luke Cage having his his villain at the end, uh, Copperhead, um, having ha- Hammer Tech, yeah. played by Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that was it. There's no one running around with Stark tech. There's no one running around with Chitauri weapons. There's no one running around. Like you would think again, quote unquote, Batman escalation after these ev- worldwide events have happened. You would think there's vibranium here and there. Like where's Klaus selling this vibranium? Yeah. Where, where is the vibranium? Pop- well, did you notice that the way that black Panther's suit after his sister gives him the new one? Activates. It's kind of similar to the way Tony Stark's does in the Infinity the bleeding, War. The trailer. bleeding edge yeah. armor. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's a connection there. Well, I think what's probably going to happen is that Iron Man makes his own tech, and they're going to have a little pissing contest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you see Tony Stark at the beginning of Civil War talk about like these little glasses that make like your memories come back and all that stuff, but you don't see more tech Stark because what I'm really kind of what I'm asking for at this point is like I want to see like these villains who create their own weaponry and their own stuff like that, where it's like, oh, you are shooting lasers, not just regular bullets and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there are other spaceships and crafts and hovercrafts like they're happening that are as fantastic in the Marvel Universe. Because now we've gone to space. We have magic. We have coming back from death. We have, you know, astral projection. We have alien technology. We have spiritualism in it. Like, what more do we need to have, like, this entire full-fledged Marvel Universe? So, Do you mm-hmm. think, do you think um, the arrival of the Guardians... Might provide some of that. I hope. I mean, like, I think it's gotta with with the deal with Disney owning Fox now and Deadpool and everything like that. I hope to to to, to I hope to 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 the, the Disney gods, the Mickey the Mouse Disney. that has the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet now of all the studios. Ah, uh, Mickey. That uh. that we get some Latveria action. We get some mm-hmm. like Doctor Doom. We get some Namor Submariners. We get the Atlanteans coming, and we actually could have like Wakandans and uh, Latverians, and we could have like Atlanteans like in the middle of these wars. And I would love like, we were talking about, cause, cause I was talking to my, uh, to my friend about um, like the, how cool it would be to like have like storm just randomly be in the second. I, Black I, don't, Panther. I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> was that Not you, <laughs> other, but, but like have storm be in the next Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. Like how awesome would that be? And like, sprinkling all these other properties throughout. I would love to see like Reed Richards just pop up. He doesn't have to be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. But he can just like invent He can just something. be some guy that works in the Baxter building. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing I... I well, that's why I mean... Sorry to interrupt real quick. I was going to say, but it's stuff like that. Like the Deadpool trailer for me was an, a perfect example of why I like stuff where where they point out the fact that like, yeah, we're owned by Disney now. So like 
He's Sheriff Woody. Deadpool. And like <laughs> the fact that, you know, I, like that little stuff like that shows me that they, at least some of the writers are willing to kind of be like, let's look at all the properties that we have in our grasp yeah, repertoire. Now. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that and gave me just, some hope. I, I believe I read that they just got Black Panther back like a few years back. Mm. Like, can we just talk about how different a Black Panther movie we would have gotten if Wesley Snipes was... <laughs> yeah. Because he was he was, was he for it, right? He, he, was, was, he yeah. was supposed to be doing it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I loved him as Blade. I mean, he. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone that could be a Blade for me other than Wesley no, Snipes. No. Like, Guillermo del Toro's Blade 2. I, I mm. love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Except I t- he became like a diva and wouldn't, would oh, only yeah. talk to the director not, and note sign Blade talking, and wouldn't come out of his trailer. I'm not talking about yeah. the actor. I'm talking about the portrayal of the character. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Separate that. If the writer of a comic book is an asshole, but he makes some good-ass comics, I still love Frank Miller. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, good not point. even going to walk around it. So. No, I'm just saying. But... um. That would have been really different. I I love there's the internet's a great place. There's a there's a comic it is. There's a trailer where it shows like what if every strange place every strange, comic book movie place. was made by someone from the 80s. And so like you have was it Captain America was Patrick Swayze. My uh, <laughs> uh, Spider Man was uh, Michael J Fox. I like that. So I would like, watch that. That was like like imagine like and that's the cool thing about just your imagination. Like, All these eyes who, just who glossed over. Who is Batman in the 80s? <laughs> like I don't know. What is this magnificent Michael Kurt Russell. Like of, wait. No, just kidding. <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Why yeah. can't Kevin Feige get gotten born? When you were gotten born? Gotten born. If his parents wouldn't gotten did busy earlier. Did you hear that story about him getting a sandwich pelted at him? No. During a meeting with Sony when he tried to like offer to buy back Spider-Man. Wow. <laughs> the guys threw a sandwich at him. They're like, and, shut up. We're going to do a Venom trailer with no Venom in it. Uh, this is, No, this was a while ago. <laughs> this was before the amazing Spider-Man stuff. And now they own it. So he's like, whatever. It's like, I well, okay. That's how it's The first goes. thing I would have done if I came back to that meeting is like, hey, you left this sandwich last time. Oh, <laughs> and now look at him. Oh, but, yes. Um, so I think we can get to the, our, Sony our, by the our, our, now. Our, our love, our love and qualms oh, after. Or qualms, qualms and Gasones. Because Sony's let's yeah, do, let's, let's, and positive. Let's do qualms first. Kwame qualms. Hi, right, I got one right off the bat. All right. Um, no Don Glover. I love no Don Glover. <laughs> Next, uh, it's that same thing with uh, Bethos that that bugged me. Bathos. A, whatever. Uh, there was one moment. They they were pretty good about it in this film. Not not shying away from sentimental things. Mm. But there's one moment where they're with the uh, war dogs and mm. they're like, "I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you." Oh, and he goes, "Are you done? Are you done yet? Are you Are done?" You done? And I was like, oh, just let them have it, man. You know, just I, let them have their I, call to I, arms I, moment. So I, I might, I might actually counter argue and say like I was okay with that. Yeah, because and this is me who's like I hate bathos as much as possible. Like let the moment be its moment. The reason why I feel okay with that purely because every time he was in the astral plane and every time he was with his dad was a really hard and solemn moment when he was mm-hmm. when Killmonger was with his dad in the astral plane like it was a solemn moment when people died it was solemn moments I was like oh cool they're like not going to was... cut it with a dumb joke I mm-hmm. thought there was a lot of heaviness to this movie where oh, there was yeah. a, there was a lot of and I I I appreciated that part about it if the emotional I mean, depth the, the emotional weight. depth and oh, then yeah, I loved to it. 
counter with the I, I think that's kind of I think my issue was the moment they that decided particular to do moment it. Yeah. yeah it was the moment where he's come back from the dead his yeah. mom's there his yeah. sister's there his love's I would have been fine yeah. I, like I agree with you like I said I think they did really well with having that a sentimental particular moment. moment you were like that particular that moment where he's coming back from the dead essentially and just being like let's go fucking get Wakanda back I wanted to be like I was in my seat going yeah oh it's a joke okay mm. Yeah. So that that was my big issue with it. Okay, you know what's funny, and I, that's my only issue with the film. <laughs> I, I, I would probably argue that this film has probably more serious moments than most Marvel films. A hundred percent. Like, and it doesn't get cut because of those kind of moments, but yeah. it did have like one or two because of that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it does what Marvel does really well, which is it has its levity when it when it needs it and when it matters, and it's just naturally charming. It's a naturally charming movie, and it doesn't have to try very hard to put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Which is like the opposite of like DC, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's another episode. I mean, to in the same vein of that, what are those? Loved Whoop, it. Whip my hair back and forth. I was just kind of like, uh. <laughs> I have one question. What are those? I, 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 I got it. I get it. It just it just gave me flashbacks of like Vinnie Jones melting into the in the floor, and all of a sudden, like. You think you could stop me? I'm the juggernaut. I was like, oh God, why did we bring the I'm internet? The juggernaut, bitch. Why did we bring the internet into this movie? Like we didn't need it. <laughs> I got it. If it hadn't been like exactly Remind me. Remind me. So this is an X-Men last stand with a no, juggernaut. No, no, I'm talking about Oh, so uh Shuri is like What are those? She, like because right after like he's pronounced king, he's walking down through the lab and he's the got meme. his ceremonial sandals. Oh, the on, sandals. Okay, yeah. And she says, <laughs> yeah, What are those? No, no, yeah. And no. I'm like, I get it, I got it, it's cool. It would have been nicer if maybe like if they're in Wakanda and the dude with the the mouth disc is watching it on his wrist arm. That would have I would have been more cool with that. But then it's like Oh, why? I get it. You know, but also she's like juvenile. She's young and I got it. But like when, you know, the, the, the gym sneakers. That was cool. I like that. The sneakers part was fine. The that record was like two minutes later. The, but no, it, it was, was thirty seconds. It was, later. Just, it was just that. What are those? And that's it. I was like, oh. And, and then, then when she's wearing the wig, and when she's wearing the wig, I'm like, he whip it back and forth. And like, what a disgrace! I was like, okay, cool. You, I did like that she threw the wig at someone yeah, as a weapon. Of course, yeah. she, she Jackie Chan that wig. I loved that. Um, but those things I got irritated about. And then moving on to a bigger point, my my bigger issue is more of a, a functional. Uh, structural issue I felt like the second act was like a third too short mm-hmm. and I am one to say I, I'm totally okay with longer films um, I'm re-watching The Godfather as we speak Woo. the trilogy baby oh, it's yeah. on Netflix numero dos trying forever. to chill by myself um, and <laughs> I felt like the first act was this long exposition of like here is the, the culture here is yeah. Wakanda here are the stakes here are the players and the second part's like Cool, get the guy, grab the guy, we lost the guy. And then third <laughs> act was Killmarker's coming in, it's taking over, and then this long thing, which is funny because most action films nowadays have the opposite problem where first act, second act are well balanced, third act is rushed and no one cares, and it's just like a 20-minute fight scene. Yeah. This one was like good 45-minute conversation, planning, long fight, three different fight scenes, sequences. Yeah. And in some ways, I felt it was fine. I think the last fight wasn't as climactic as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like there was more emotion in the astral plane. I keep bringing up the astral plane because those are probably my favorite sequences. Yeah. Because um, it's shot, it's shot beautifully and, and the ideology of it's really great um, and reminded me of Avatar. But uh, 
like those had more heavier weight. And to me, like when when you have an opponent who's so, so close to home where there's a lot of emotions rising and all of it, obviously he is a physical combatant and an equal, if not superior. But there should have been, I, I just, again, I wish there would have been more dialogue. There would be more sequences between T'Challa and Killmonger other than like, I know who you are, imprison him. He, he almost killed me. Now I got to take him. Yeah. Like, that was it. There was there was less of them talking until the very end. It's like, isn't it dumb that a kid from Oakland wants to see the sunset? There should have been like, like, like he arrives and then like, they're like, all right, tomorrow evening mm-hmm. we'll fight. And then like, they could have had, yeah. you know. A dinner. A or dinner, like you know, or really something. awkward dinner. Yeah, where, where they could like talk about it and like they can get some perspective and, and have. Well, I think that may have been the issue that yeah. they would have got perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> like I, I hate to say it, but like, yeah. honestly, the 30 seconds that they did talk, they clicked. And yeah. like, yeah, good point. So I think it would have been hard to write around that because T'Challa's whole thing is that he understands him. When he's in the spirit world talking to his dad, he's like, he's, he's right. You're wrong for that. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I, again, is, is why I don't, I don't think they could, I mean, they, they could have, but I think it would have been a very quick conversation of mm-hmm. this is how I feel. And he'd have been like, shit, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and scene. It's like, hey, how about yeah. you just lead the war dogs? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think those are my main things is the what are those? And mm-hmm. then the second act I felt was a little too short. Okay. Okay. But other than that, that yeah, was good. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm just gonna start there and then go low. <laughs> I think I really like this movie. No, um and then I <laughs> <laughs> um I really let me first preface with saying I love the preface? movie. Let me preface. You don't and have say to. We're going to talk about how much we loved it in a minute. I love the movie. It was a little slow at first. For like, mm-hmm. when I, I say at first, I mean for a good half of the movie. Oh, okay. For a little oh, bit wow. more. I felt like it was a little you like. You didn't like all the car commercials <laughs> in the movie? <laughs> I mean, no, but here's the thing. You is don't it's like the like, Casino Royale? That's coming <laughs> from the little kid in me that's like, okay, I need, I need more. There wasn't a lot of like. When he was having his, this is what I thought was going to happen. He was going to have his ceremonial, like they were leading up to this, him becoming Black Panther. They were having the, um, the CG waterfall. Yeah. And then they were having the, uh, we are not going to uh, challenge or whatnot. Yeah. I thought somebody was going to show up. I thought he was going to lose. I'd be like, cool. There's some, this is what this movie is going to be about. Him coming back. He gets defeated and blah, blah, blah. That happened way later, way later in the later movie. On. And I was like, I expected that scene to happen much sooner in the movie. Mm. And I'm not saying that this is a Kwame call. I'm just saying, like, there didn't seem to be a lot of um, conflict for him. Conflict. I was he like, kind of like, I'm just chilling on my thing. And yeah. I'm going like, to do this. Like, his biggest conflict was like, it. I don't know how to be a good king. And then there's that one bit like, we don't need a warrior. We need a king. And that was it. But he's like, we're going with the mission. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I can see where you mean. Like, there's, and there's, other characters that talk about like, hey, I think we should do this with the vibrating. We should do that with the world. And there's a talk of like when we bring in our refugees, they bring in their problems. But you don't get to see him actually struggle with it. You see him take the information in. Yeah. But you don't get to see him struggle. I don't think I think that's what you mean. Like, I just feel like the conflict for T'Challa didn't really start truly presenting itself. Like mm-hmm. the true like um, plot of oh, the moving movie. forward until much, much later in the movie. When we do our, when we are starting get a, starting to get the the fight between not the fight, but we're starting to get like, oh shit, Killmonger is in Wakanda, and all this shit starts happening. I just felt like it was very like, 
I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being a little kid. In the no, no, like, no, man. There wasn't enough shiny things, guys. That's okay. No, 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 no. The action scenes are very quick. Yeah. Like, in, like the beginning action scene, very quick. Yeah. Um, Not you know, saying that it was boring. Battle. I was just saying that it was a little like, okay. Yeah. All a little right. more conflict is all. Yeah, I wanted to see a little bit more Stakes conflict. a little higher earlier. Earlier right, right, right. on in the film. And then it was like, conflict. Right <laughs> in your face. Boom, 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 The next 45 minutes are going to be pure conflict. Yeah. Um, I, I had a couple, um, the big, the big one for me was, uh, was believing, and it, it's kind of like a two-parter where like, I don't believe Denai's character would have, um, like just wholeheartedly supported oh, her new king. Yeah. Oh, the general. Yeah. The, like, um, she, like, I really enjoyed her character. Mm. Her fightings were awesome. she can do a lot with a spear, yeah. <laughs> as we've established. But um, I don't feel like she, and it kind of goes with the whole overarching, like it was a little hard to believe that they would, even though he has the blood right, mm. to challenge him, like post him being crowned or whatever, like post that ceremony, if he wasn't there for it, you know, it's kind of like, like, like speak now or forever hold your peace. Like you can't come two weeks later and be like, I, I disapprove. Yeah. So, yeah. and then like <laughs> on that level and on a level of like, well, he's like, quote unquote, a bad guy, or maybe they haven't realized that part yet. But it, I, just, I just found it a little difficult to believe that they would just accept him to be a, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 new, the new king, mm. just like that and burn the flowers. And they just kind of like, just let it happen. Just let it all happen. Well, I you think know? it's a, I, I can see that. I, but I, the, it's very yeah. minor, they, but it was, well, the cool it thing, was just there. Think about the film and like analyzing the script, right? Like, they wrote it in such a way where uh, they wrote the rules. They wrote the rules that his specialty is to overthrow governments. Yeah. So once he learned how the government structure was, he found its weaknesses. He found that the king is absolute mm-hmm. and he could become a tyrant. And they have a tradition. Like the if you go into battle, into the ceremonial battle, and it's in their minds, he won. Because mm-hmm. they saw T'Challa being thrown, mm-hmm. but what into happened? A Show me the body. They didn't I, listen to this podcast. Yeah, nope. Wakandans, listen to this podcast. Show me the body. <laughs> you ain't gonna lose no king no more. I'm telling you. Um, but it, it, it was very minor. It wasn't. Um, it was just kind of in the back of my head, being like, I don't like. The, I was and in then the, the same series vein. of events yeah. following that of like the general like being because she being is okay so like she supports T'Challa like 100. percent Yeah, she's and even then, his friend. Yeah, and then. This guy comes in, mm-hmm. takes his position, so to speak, in their ceremonial, um, uh, their ceremonial fight. So yeah. in their mind, there's this tradition yeah. that it's like, well, he's the king. And as soon as she finds out that he's alive, she realizes that. Then she realizes, comes to her yeah. senses. Oh, yeah. I'm an asshole. Well, um, not, not even that. It's like if, she, if, if Killmonger would have fought him one-on-one in battle... I think she would have been like, all right, they're uh, going to fight one-on-one. One, one. But he sent that army after him, and she's like, what the fuck? This is, you guys are in ceremonial battle still. Yeah. yeah. Now you're a piece of shit. So, I mean, I think if one thing, she she would be like the lawful good, right? Like yeah. She like completely yeah. is utterly by the books. faulted by the rules of the world that she lives in. Uh-huh. And it kind of sucks, because then whoever's king is going to just yeah wreck wreck shit um but th- but yeah that was that was kind of like just a minor thing um and then the but other, you got some big shit coming up. no i actually don't that's, like, that's a great thing about this movie is that i don't really have any major qualms but my other thing is like hashtag uh vibranium ex magina i know where it's like it was a little mcguffin a little like one step too far into being like this was 
that you know like the uh, end all her, be her, all reasons her like starting to explain how it works with the trains but then like not really explaining how it works with the trains so, like, okay. <laughs> just because it's made of vibranium all of a sudden it just like means that it can it works better can, can make trains go that forward that means humans can heal faster um, yeah but I mean and it was funny the moment I saw that when I saw that panel go down and I was like in, like insert plot point please and I was like <laughs> the moment and that's the thing about a cut and an insert the moment you show me some it's gonna mean something. Yeah. So I'm like, I guarantee this is gonna fucking matter with the end fight or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was that was really it for me. Oh, wow. Now for all of the love of Wakanda. Oh man. Love you. Oh, love. Do we have another hour? <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack. 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 Oh, soundtrack. Soundtrack was phenomenal. So phenomenal. soundtrack and original score. Yeah. Both great. Yeah. Like that. Again, when the when the violence swell every moment when like something happens, it's like it makes you hold your breath. You're like, oh, this is what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and it's like so good. Like when um T'Challa first sees his dad, and he like he he kneels down and he's like, I'm sorry, and then his dad just says like, stand up, you're a king, and then the yep. and I was like, oh, yep, this is an emotional sequence. I feel it now. Yep, yep. Like you got me the buy in with the the exposition. Now the music is coming in for the kill. So I, I like that a lot. Um, the use of purple and pink. Purple and pink. Yeah. Uh, the colors in, throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie was just great. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I, and I, I, so I talked a little bit earlier. I love suits. Whenever a new superhero gets a suit, Tom, Tom, Tom gets a bonus. Tom is ready. It goes, the, the film score goes up 0. 0.1. <laughs> 0.1%. Like, I'm like, mm, Dark Knight Rises, that's why it's at a 5.1. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But uh, this one, I was like, oh, he gets two, he gets three, oh, he has three suits. And you got that gold one, that gold trim. That's why I just love video games. You know, you get different skins all yeah. the time. <laughs> I was like, when, and when you see a hero get a new suit, it's kind of like, you kind of feel a little bit like this hero's grown because, like, now that yeah. they have uh-huh. And so that's They're in a different world. They yeah. they have grown. I mean, new clothes, new new look. Yeah. Um, and new I mean, phone who dis? That's why I kind of compared it to Dark Knight, where the first thing that happened, one of the first things that happens, he gets a brand new suit. Yeah. And it has new tech. And three buttons is a little nineties, Mister Wayne. Yeah. It's like, so you <laughs> want to turn it out of the driveway a little easier? Exactly. Um, so yeah, it show and it, and, and it included a power that didn't wasn't shown in Civil War, where it can uh, redistribute uh, kinetic, kinetic energy. Force, so yeah, that was really um, neat. Who is he, Gambit? I know. <laughs> um, that was cool. Um, I did like the uses of the Warners. Uh, the opening sequence with the kids playing basketball is a Warner. On mm-hmm. um, the casino fights a Warner. Obviously, it's stitched together, so it's a supposed Warner because they have CG in there. It's like a, a Birdman Warner. Yeah, one shot. One oh, okay, shot, yeah. got it. One Just shot. never heard yeah. that. Got it. Yeah, it's movie lingo, Josh. That's that's yeah. my get that, with it. Let me learn you some. Yeah. That's my favorite. Something part Ryan Coogler told is Tom the, once. Um, casino sequence. Is the casino sequence the fight that was sequence great. there? That was a the lot kind of fun. like it, it's. I think it was stitched together, like you were saying, but yeah. just like following her down and then following him back up, mm-hmm. like that was really cool. And then Andy Serkis like, "I made it rain," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> like he, that was he's such great an though. Interesting, he, like he looked like he was having a blast making yeah. the movie. Yeah, like, I think he was. That that's what I re- really appreciate. Because like the he's most. like they get to see my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly. that was amazing. He buffed part. out, well, man. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Well, I love the like. Why did you just shoot him over here? It's like we gotta scatter the crime scene to make us look more like amateurs. I was like, yeah. you tell me that's made of vibranium. It's like, nah, I'm just feeling it. Yeah, like, that was good. Those are those, and the cool thing about this movie that like, it has a lot of good moments, but they're they're pretty well deserved. Mm-hmm. So like every sequence with Killmonger when he makes his speeches, like, like, and, and, and just talking about the filmmaking in itself, like one sequence is a trademark of in the Avengers as Joss Whedon's 
uh, when the world goes upside down shot when oh, yeah. in Avengers and you see this the spear and it over it, the, the crane oversees the entire like crew of the Avengers and then it lands on an upside down shot of the crew with mm-hmm. the spear like glowing yeah um, showing the world is not really where it's supposed to be blah blah Ryan Coogler did this when he took when, the throne when he took the throne like yep. they did a complete reversal of what how things are going to be run so it, it was cool um, also shout out to uh, what's the, the actor that it was in uh, Get Out. Like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. the I, other the other leader the the general yeah, yeah. Of the other you would tribe. kill me f- for Wakanda my love like without question I was like ooh but I mean he was Daniel really, Kaluuya yeah, yeah he was and dope he finally knelt down at the end yeah I mean but the thing like though with I like their yes. shields a lot with the war horns yeah the shields are super dope. I mean sorry I'm I'm like taking all the love no no no, no, no I think no. we're just having a free for all at this point um. I love that beginning animation. I know that I already said that, mm-hmm. but it I, I love that beginning animation. It's kind of like when you watched um when you saw the Deathly Hallows mm-hmm. um animation. Oh, with the it, yeah, the three. Just the, it, you just kind of watch mm-hmm. it and you're like, oh man, this would be but it also kind of reminds you, you remember those toys when you were a kid that were magnetic? Yeah, with and the you, hand and you and put you, your face in it. Well that, but no, <laughs> like the um when you would um, form the guy's like facial hair, it was magnetic. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was like mag- magnetic filament. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, but also, but, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Hellboy, uh, Golden Army, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, funny and like an interesting animation. But the cool thing that they used, they utilized the same, like, texture to make it look like the black sand. So it looked like the same yeah. uh, technology that Shuri was using in her lab. Right, I, will, right. I would say that what I, I'm loving about movies nowadays, and it, it is the... we I know that we make fun of me about this, that I go to see a movie to to enjoy it, but it's like... It's so much fun to see where movies are at now mm-hmm. and what they can do from a CGI standpoint oh, yeah. and from a an imagination standpoint for technology. They're like, whoa, what if they had a device that could do this? It's like the the in Shuri's uh, lab. The thing that it, can create the vehicle. The vehicle. And then he pulls it out and he's like looking he at it. it he, off. <laughs> I mean, it's just so like. You're like, whoa, that is so, like, the imagination that filmmakers can now have and be like, I want to try this. And CGI artists are like, sure, cool. And they and they just do it. And I just I mean, love, how many I, mean I loved how he flew the plane and drove the car. She yeah. drove the car. I think that was mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. I loved that. The choreography, just in any of the, the fight scenes and just watching... Um, Black Panther move, I mean, it is just baller. Oh, the the crash scene was pretty fun. When they like, <laughs> oh, she yeah. lands just like so fucking cool. And then she puts the shield through the car door and rides it all the way down. And then yeah. she comes up just in the seat. Oh, yeah, it's good laugh moment. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and those are some of the moments I felt like were slightly the world is watching. Yeah. Um, which was also really cool that I liked um, the line he says, like, every breath you take is mercy. It is taken, it's purely taken from um, the, the the story arc where um, it's actually really cool when they reintroduced uh, Black Panther to the Marvel comic books. Um, his first arc was pretty much like a political drama where yeah. like he was having to struggle for the throne and the people of Wakanda was starting to lose uh, faith in their leader, him. Yeah. And uh, one of the lines is like, he's, he's talking to like someone that's like starting to starting a rebellion in Wakanda. And then he says like, speak to me, tell me, how, tell me what you're doing. It's like every breath you take is, uh, is mercy for me. And I was like, Oh shit. That's from, that's from that. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Um, Fun fact: What came first, Black Panther or Black Panther movement? I know the answer to this, so I won't say it. I don't know. Black Panther the comic book came first by like uh, six months, four yeah. months. Whoa! And they what was so funny as I was reading is that they changed because they didn't want there to be any confusion. 
They changed Black Panther comic to Black Le- Leopard for a little while. Mm. Nobody liked it. <laughs> and they eventually went back. But it was like, anyway. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Also fun fact. Uh, after the Civil War, uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic and Susan Storm took different sides of the war. Oh. And then after the war was over, they you know still married. So they ended up leaving to go to marriage counseling. And then Black Panther and Storm took over in the Fantastic Four. Another so fun you had fact. Black Panther and Storm and then The Thing and Human Torch. Interesting. One more fun fact. Fun um, facts galore. T'Chaka. T'Challa's father. father, father. Played by John Connie. Connie. I'm sorry. Young version. Those actors. The young version is his son. His actual son. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, wow, they did really great casting. <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> and I would say that's, that's also a credit ah. to, to the director, uh, Mr. Coogler. I think he does some really fantastic like casting. Oh. I mean, obviously, like you couldn't recast Chadwick Boseman because he was already. Does he capture work. like because you're familiar with no. the comic book? He does not capture no. Black Panther's Black like, Panther, energy. Black Panther's also part of the Avengers Illuminati. Okay. Uh, am I revealing a secret? But um, the Illuminati is composed of Xavier, Tony Stark, Namor, um, Black Bolt, um, the smartest minds in the Marvel Universe. Okay. And Black Panther is in the. And the cool thing about spread between them, which is probably going to happen in Phase 4, uh, spread between all of those members, they all have one Infinity Stone. That's dope. Oh, interesting. Um, and Wakanda, and T'Challa, I forget which one he has, but he has one. Um, but he's, I thought him, it was supposed to be the Soul Stone. Him? Yeah, he probably does. And the, well, in the movie, I thought we were going to see it, but we didn't see it. No, nope. not. Um, which maybe brings back Eric Hillmonger. Okay, <laughs> my my hope is that the Soul Stone could bring back all the characters I wish would come back, um, or bring up all the villains and all the villains kill all the characters, and then Avengers Four happens. And anyways. but um, uh, no, T'Challa and he's like he's like a king, so he's not as like a young prince becoming a king. He's like, I'm rightfully here, and like there's been instances where like. Uh, Steve Rogers in World War II like found out the Nazis were coming to invade Wakanda so he went to go to Wakanda and, and fight them off and realizing that the Black Panther took care of all the Nazis three days earlier fights Black Panther Black Panther whoops the shit out of, Black, of Captain America <laughs> and in uh, Wakanda and Black Panther he's just like yo get the fuck off my land like you don't belong here he's, that's awesome he's like kind of an asshole he's like stay away from us like we don't like you we'll fight you and we'll kill you mm-hmm. and he's he's very much like in that very you know, extreme sense. So it's it's cool to see him in this more grown, mature, you know, humanitarian way. Yeah, right? but definitely not. Not not in your dad. Not your not not your <laughs> grandpa Tom's Black Panther. So <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, but I'm I'm totally cool with it. And again, like for me into all the diehards, I think it's there's no at know, least it's being made. Like you'll always exactly. Say. There's no excuse. <laughs> like at least it's being made. But also at least it's also sending a positive message. Yeah, right. Should we uh, should we rate it? We have to rate it. Punishment is now the time. We rate everything. I think now is the time. Feels good. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Do it. I'll do it. Um, for me, it's always a very serious moment when we're about to rate something. I feel like we're really. I thought. Uh, I had okay, it. hold on. I got money on Ollie being the grandpa. Yeah. What am I going to say then? Uh, I think you're going to say four point two. Fuck you, that's actually what I was thinking. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, 4.2. We're all right. like brothers, but closer. Wow, that was trippy. I was like thinking, I was like, I've never done a point before. I think I might have to. Okay. Yeah, 4.2. Uh, Josh. Josh, right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm soaking. 
I'm, I'm thinking because I've got it's going between a couple of numbers. Okay, it's obviously between one and five. It's undulating. <laughs> no, it's it's above Good four. Use that word, but it's no, undulating. It's zero and one. No, oh, <laughs> oh, damn. No, no. Oh God, I am gonna be pressured. Wow, Ollie, the look Ollie is giving me. I wish everybody could. <laughs> and now Corey's sass face. Um, <laughs> Ollie just turned to a Powerpuff Girl, where his eyeballs is killing me. Took God, over a third of his it's, face. It's going between four point two and four point five. Mm, okay. Okay. So why don't we just split even four point three point five? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Four point three five. Four point three five. No, no, no. Four point five, Josh. Four. Fuck you guys. Four point <laughs> four. Okay. <laughs> Who's next? I give it an F. Ooh. For four. For four. For fan four tastic. Four point four? Four point four. All right. Yeah, four. we're four point four. He's the high. Are you gonna be the grandpa Tom? Um no. I think you're the grandpa. What? That's okay. Because I, no, I give it a first. No, it's not a first. I give it a four point three. No, <laughs> you no, son of a bitch. No, 4.4. 4. 4. I thought oh, I was okay. going to grow up. No, 4.4. 4. It was me somehow, and I love yeah, the yeah. movie. I had one qualm. All right. I have 4.4. 4. I mean, the thing, yeah, those big things I talked about, the what are those, and that second act. We need to get a really little big. bit more specific in our rating system uh, in a way tough. because we said what five means, and everybody at home knows what a five means. Can't ch- won't change you it. Won't, won't change anything. Won't change a thing. So that means we all have 0.6 that we would. Want to change. So for me. I have 0.8 apparently. You have 0.8. So. <laughs> in the four category, these are like masterpieces. Yeah. Masterpieces okay. were like, this is. Because I know I gave Blade Runner a four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is above Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. To okay. me, to me, when you're in the four range, uh, the points are kind of a little bit based on like, if I like it a lot. But the four range is kind of like when I see the director actually utilize his, their, her, his or her experiences and, and adept knowledge of filmmaking. And yeah. it, it strikes a tone that surpasses like just phenomenal like objectively but emotionally i think this film does that but it's not like a dark night to me okay All but right. it's comparable okay i'll it's put it in the same room i'll put it in the same room i like how dark night has become like a oh it's so. a golden standard for me oh, yeah for sure golden standard for me baby <laughs> just wait till we do an episode on that for y'all it's we gonna will. be our five hour episode yep. yes yes um let us know what you we, guys think yeah what did yeah. you think what's your rating Yes. Yeah, I we'd love to know people's ratings. Be we great. don't ever get that. We, we don't, don't get yeah. everybody else's ratings. I we always that. post on Thursday what the, what the show is. So post under there what, what what your rating was. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. I'd love to talk with you, fight you about it. Yeah. Other things I love. Do we feel yeah. complete? I do. I do. We, we, we like talked about Black Panther. Yeah. We yeah. Do. There's okay. always more to say, but there is always more to say. Reach out to us. There's going to be so many. How can they find how to reach out to us? Hashtag Conda Forever. Oh man, I'm so excited to share this. Um. We have a new website. Boom. So shiny. It is. It's like fan. a new suit. It's it, like it's got vibranium in the website. This is our, <laughs> this is our um, point, uh, our, our V2, mm-hmm. or our V2, mm-hmm. we'll call it. Mach 2. Mach 2. This is a Nerd on the Podcast Mach 2 website. It's pretty sexy, but everything that you need to know about us mm-hmm. is there. It has our merch, it has our social medias, it has. Everything. A contact page. It has a survey. Um, Links to our other networks and yeah, stuff. Hit it, him up with that crispy URL. Nerdonthepodcast.com. Oh! <laughs> and you can find us on Patreon. This uh, this show, we love doing this show. We do. I love doing this show. Little known fact. And would love to do it more. Would love to. Yeah. 
I, I and we can with your help. We can. You support us. Yeah. Patreon. Become a patron. You get exclusive access to our All sorts of Discord fun goodies. Server. Discord. Chatting it up. It's like having a group chat. Yeah. Exclusive right with access us. to new it's merch. It's kind of like the dope shit you get from buying stuff on Fandango. Yeah. Like they give you a poster or something like that. Yeah, I like got a free stuff. poster for Black Panther. Yeah, I love that. Um, and probably one of the coolest features yeah. of, becoming a pa- of becoming a patron, uh, you will have a bonus episode, episode yes. every single month. Every single month. And sometimes we get like... We feel like sexy, and we want to do an extra bonus episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. And fun fact, by the time you listen to this, it will have already been Corey's birthday. Ah. So uh, send him birthday wishes. Send him happy That'd birthdays. Nice. So happy birthday from future. Slip and slide <laughs> into his DMs, Corey89 on yep. Instagram. Slip and slide um, with him. As always, nerd, nerd on. on. Broadcast.